business, marketing is a critical activity that can directly impact growth and profit. Yet with so many options available today, how can you choose the right marketing program for your business? Welcome to I Think I Need Marketing with Bonnie Taylor. If you're looking to better understand marketing, then you've stopped by the right show. Now here is your host, Bonnie Taylor. Hello and welcome to I Think I Need Marketing. I'm your host, Bonnie Taylor. In today's episode, we're going to talk about social media, one of the big topics in marketing today. It is everywhere. It is in your personal life. It's in your business life. It's almost inescapable. And it is an important part of the modern marketing program. My special guest today is Jennifer Abernathy, author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Social Media Marketing. She's going to be a great guest, and I can't wait for her to join us a little bit later on. First, I'm battling a little bit of a cold, but I'd like to discuss social media and how it fits within your greater marketing program. Social media is a marketing communications tool. It is part of your marketing strategy, part of your greater program, and it should be held to the same rules as any other marketing tool. You still need to target your audience. You still need to make sure that it fits within your brand and nurture it as you would any campaign tool or any communications tool. You need to feed it with content. You need to monitor it. You need to maintain it. It's not something you put up once and that's it. It's not something you go back to once every six months. It's not something that you can leave to somebody inexperienced. This is a very public marketing communications tool. The big part of that is public. It is highly visible. And it will live forever. It's always going to be out there. If anybody does a search on your business or looks up and happens to find your business um, through a, let's say, a, a search on a topic, your posts will still be there. It's really hard to get rid of something once it's up on the internet. So give this one special attention. This is not something you want to just turn over to an intern. This is not something you uh, just put partial effort into. It deserves time, it deserves budget, and it deserves your full effort. One of the questions that I receive all the time is whether or not social media is a fit for every business. I don't think every channel, every different type of social media is a fit for every single business. And really, you you can't put the same amount of effort toward 10 different channels every single day. It's just, it's, it's time consuming. So what I say instead is pick the ones that are a best fit for your buyers. If you're trying to target uh, business people, then LinkedIn is probably your best bet. If you're trying to target the consumer, the end consumer, then you can look at something like Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. Everything that you do within marketing communications comes back to that buying audience. Just keep that in mind. It also is dictated by your budget. People say all the time, I hear this all the time, that social media is free. <laughs> no, just let's dispel that myth right now. Social media is free on the on the platform. So you can set up a page for free on Twitter. You can set up a page for free on Facebook. But the effort that goes into creating that page 
effort goes into creating the right images that go up there and the time that you take to post should all be factored into your budget. This is this is expensive. This is not an a cheap and free type of effort because your time is valuable. So keep that in mind. When you're putting through putting together your social media program, just know that you're going to have to invest and dedicate resources toward the effort. There are so many social media channels out there right now and there seem to be new ones cropping up every single day. But not every one of them deserves your attention. Really, your time as a business should be focused on the big ones, the big efforts, because that's where more people are, are, are located. That's where you're going to find the biggest audience. So which channels are these? Facebook. Facebook dominates social media right now. Facebook is still the biggest one around. It has 2.32 billion active users each month worldwide. That's huge. Part of its appeal are the many options that it provides. You can upload photos, any kind of stories, content, videos. It works well with other channels. You can integrate with Instagram. You can pull from other places, from other websites. It really does lend itself toward ease of use. Um, You can use it on your mobile phone. You can use it on your desktop equally well. The next biggest channel is Instagram. Instagram has 1 billion monthly users. It is primarily a mobile-based channel. You would use it off of your mobile phone, and it is visually driven. You would need strong visuals to catch someone's attention. It is growing, it is very popular, and it does lend itself to advertising. Just remember that anything that you do on Instagram has to be visually driven. The third biggest channel is Twitter. And when you think of Twitter, think of short and punchy, short topics, short information. It used to be limited to 140 characters. They doubled that. So now you can use 280 characters to get your message across. You can add photos. You can add videos. You can add little um, GIFs and things like that if you'd like to. Uh, But really, it's that short message that you're trying to get out there. So it's great for news. It's great for alerts. It's great for announcements, or if you want to tease some information. It's really, really great for that. The fourth biggest channel is LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is the home to professionals. It is a business social media channel. It has 260 million users each month. If you think about it as a networking or business gaining type of channel, then you really understand what it's all about. You want to keep things professional with LinkedIn. This is an area where you're trying to connect with business professionals, like-minded professionals, and you can go into groups that are focused on a single topic or follow a business. It's really a business-driven channel. So just always remember that business and LinkedIn. In other words, LinkedIn's not your best bet for trying to reach the general public. It does work on both mobile and desktops equally well. And it's great for pushing business news. If you have an event coming up or if you've written a white paper, new blog posts, any kind of business announcements, new hires, perfect for LinkedIn, not the general public. If you're trying to reach the general public, then YouTube may be your best bet. YouTube is obviously video-based. It is uh, driven by uploads from businesses and people, individuals, and it has five billion views per day. Five billion videos viewed worldwide 
every single day. Uh, YouTube allows for promotions if you have, let's say, a commercial about your business, if you want to do how-to videos, any kind of uh, information that you want to put out there can be put out via YouTube. You can also incorporate YouTube into your other social channels and put it on your website. So it lends itself toward that kind of multi-channel effort. You can use that video content over and over again. The last two of the big social channels are Pinterest. Pinterest has 250 million users every month and Snapchat 186 million users. Like Instagram, Pinterest is very visually based and you can use it for any kind of product information. If you have uh, information, let's say you are a fashion designer and you have a new fall lineup, you would want to put that information up there. Or if you have tools or how-to sheets or things like that, those all work very well on Pinterest. Snapchat is an app and so you would use it on your mobile phone. And it is more of an in-the-moment type of social channel. It is more of a live, share instantly with friends, connect instantly, and be in the moment. It's not something that businesses use as much unless you're trying to target uh, younger audiences, um, more like the millennial type of audience versus uh, baby boomers. So Snapchat is not as commonly used in business today. When evaluating each one of these channels for your own business and for your own program, The first thing you want to look at is your audience. If your audience is there, then it is absolutely a slam dunk. That one needs to be part of your program. Then look at it in terms of your resources. Can you financially maintain this channel? Can you supply it with enough content on a regular schedule that is going to connect and engage? Remember, engage your audience. You want them to interact with the information. You want them to find value in the information. Otherwise, there's just really no point in putting it out there. It has to mean something to your audience. So you've picked your channels, you have decided that's where your audience is, and now you need to budget for that effort. Whether or not you need to advertise on individual channels is up to you, but in most cases, there's going to be some advertising. Facebook in particular has made it very, very difficult for businesses to start up a page and reach anybody without advertising. They've just set it up that way uh, to break through the clutter, to show up in somebody's newsfeed you need to pay for it. Uh, Some of the other channels, it's a little bit easier to build up an audience, but really just keep in mind that you will have to pay some form or fashion. You're going to have to pay some some advertising, and it's not going to be $5 here, $10 there. We're talking more in the hundreds of dollars each month to really get some kind of traction. This is why I caution, uh, especially smaller businesses, to pick a couple or two to three channels at a time that you can maintain. You can't be everywhere because your budget simply won't allow it. Uh, So pick the ones that fit best and that you can maintain on a consistent schedule with that high quality information. Part of this decision will stem from your own resources. Will you be handling your social media program in-house or will you hire externally? Find an expert to handle it for you. Remember, this is part of your marketing communications program. You are reaching out to your audience, to your targeted buyers. You are spending money 
on this effort. This is not something you want to turn over to a less than expert person. You don't want to turn this over to somebody who does not understand your business, who does not understand your brand and what you're trying to accomplish. And you really, really don't want to turn this one over to somebody who does not have the uh, professionalism to understand how to react to to questions or to information that's posted on your page. It can go really bad really fast if you have somebody who uh, gets into a fight online with with one of your posters or somebody who comments on a post. If you have somebody who posts something that was um, off color or questionable, off brand, this is your business. So if you can't afford to hire an expert in-house, look for somebody externally who has a good track record look at them really evaluate how they act on social media if they're just posting simple photos and quotes all the time this is not the right person for your business this is not somebody who's going to understand how to engage your your buyers you want somebody who understands that connectivity that engagement really 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 well this is not a job for an intern this is not a job for a high school student, this is not somebody who you find for $100 a month to post a few things. This is your business. So if I can say nothing else to you today, it is take this seriously. This is a marketing, marketing communications tool and deserves to be budgeted, deserves to be taken as a professional effort. Okay, off the soapbox. <laughs> Back to the channels themselves. You've chosen your mix. You've chosen the channels you like. Now it's time to set up the pages. Each one of the social media channels will have slightly different requirements for each, for their pages. But the general rule of thumb is you want to investigate what dimensions they need for their graphics. Uh, so the header across Facebook is going to be different in size from the header across Twitter, and you're going to want to scale your images accurately so that they are not distorted. You're going to want to pick images that are reflective of your brand. Your brand in your style guide, if you go back to our branding episode, your style guide will have uh, chosen some images or at least a theme of images that you can use in marketing. So these are images that are approved. If you want to put up your logo or if you want to put up your tagline, you just want to keep it clean. You want to keep it nice. You want to keep it uh, something that's engaging. Your logo is going to fit within a different size on each one of these channels. Each one is going to have a different, um, like Twitter, for instance, is a circle versus uh, Facebook is a square. So your each one's going to be a little bit different in dimensions anyway. Uh, so make sure that you construct a logo for each one of the channels that fits cleanly, that it is not distorted, that it is um, in keeping with your brand and completely legible. You also want to fill out the about section. There's usually a story associated with your business on a business page. So you want to tell your story, you're going to tell your services, you're going to give your hours, availability, how somebody can contact you, connect it with your website, and you can actually connect it um, with your website itself, kind of link them together. Uh, You can put in any other social channels that you want, any other handles that you have, put those into your about pages. And any kind of keywords that you can use um, in your business that people can find and search on. So these are all things that you want to put in to your page. 
You want to look at the overall structure of it, make sure it's pleasing, make sure it's clean, and that it gets your brand message across very, very simply. Uh, this is, again, you may want to enlist some professional help. If you can't do the graphics themselves, then you may find a graphic designer who can help you or somebody else who can set up the page. Uh, just make sure that you keep everything on brand and very, very simple and clean. When planning out your individual posts, what you want to kind of keep in mind is the, the rule of thumb. There's like 75% them, 25% your business. So 75% information they can use, your audience can use, and is helpful for them. And then maybe 25% about your business, like an announcement or information about your, your business itself. Uh, if you're always talking about your business and always talking about yourself, it's, it's kind of boring. Um, people tend to t- tune that out. They want something that's going to be in it for them. They are looking for information for themselves. So just keep that in mind as you start posting. And then go back to what you're doing in the rest of your marketing program. You want to keep it on message, anything else, blog posts, white papers, videos, any other content you've created elsewhere can be something that can be used within your social media. You also want to share other information. So if you find information from another source, share that. If you have clients you want and and it's okay with your clients and it's within your brand, promote them. Uh, If something happens in the in the world, you can refer to it if it's on brand. Again, something you want to avoid any kind of controversial topics, but anything, if you remember um, uh, a couple of years ago the, during the Super Bowl, the lights went out, the power went out. Oreo posted almost instantly this, uh, it's great in the dark kind of post. It was fantastic. It was instant, it was timely, it was fun, and they got a lot of play from it. Just kind of use your best judgment. Again, maintain that professional level of quality content. You don't want to go below uh, a certain a certain level. You don't want to kind of go into controversial areas. Just keep it clean and keep it on brand and you'll be okay. How frequently you post is up to you. If you can post up to, you know, every day, if you can post several times a day, fantastic. Just make sure it's on a regular schedule and that you're doing it often enough that you're still able to keep in touch with your buyers. Because remember, this is what it's all about, that engagement, that communication. I have to take a commercial break. When we come back, we will continue our discussion on social media, and I will be joined by my special guest, Jennifer Abernathy. You are listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking to grow your business in 2019? You need CCS Innovations. We're an award-winning strategic marketing and design firm working with clients worldwide on achieving their business goals. Whether yours is a startup company or a multinational corporation, our experienced marketing team can help set you on the right path. Our services range from high-level strategies and branding programs to projects such as campaigns and websites. Need more than a single project? We can become your own outsourced marketing department. 2019 marks CCS Innovation's 10th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're offering I Think I Need Marketing listeners a 10% discount on all new projects started this year. Mention this show when you contact us. Start growing your business today by giving us a call at 703-988-7189 or visit us online at ccsinnovations.com, ccsinnovations.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to I Think I Need Marketing. If you have a question or comment for host Bonnie Taylor, please send an email to bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. That's bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. Now back to I Think I Need Marketing. Welcome back to I Think I Need Marketing. If you're just joining us, today's topic is social media, and I am so pleased to introduce my special guest, Jennifer Abernathy, owner of the global agency Socially Delivered and author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Social Media Marketing. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks. Glad to be here. So social media, it is everywhere. It is a part of our personal lives. Why should it be a part of our businesses as well? Well, like you just said, it's everywhere. I was recently at LAX airport and, you know, you look around or I'm an observer. And when you look around, everyone's looking down at their phones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we've all seen that no matter where you're located. And really what they're doing is they're looking at their social media. So businesses need to be where the consumer eyeballs are. Makes sense. Makes sense. Do you recommend a certain type of program or research or any kind of pre-planning before somebody decides to take on social media? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, well, we'll just add it on and we can get like a high school student to help us out. There's more to it than that to find success within social media because it is part of marketing. No, there is. There's a lot more to it. And, you know, yeah, I caution people to say they want to get a high school student or even, hate to say it, a college intern uh, <laughs> because, honestly, they don't have the business acumen yet. Right. They know how to post. They, un- they understand the social media tools in terms of they know how to navigate them, but they don't have the business sense yet. It's very, so, very true. Yeah. And so it's really, really important. But, yes, you want to have some pre-planning. You want to think about, you know, really why are we what, – what, what do we want to convey on these sites? Not so much why are we on it. They, they need to be on it because that's where millions and millions of eyeballs are every day. But what do we want to say? What is our brand image? What is our strategy, so to speak? What is our voice? That is the pre-planning that needs to go into it. And because it's a marketing tool, it's a communications tool, and correct. because the word social's in there, obviously there needs to be a conversation somewhere. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Someone has to be watching and listening. The days of automating are over. You cannot automate your social. You need to be going in live every day. So you're saying, <clears throat> excuse me, you're saying that we shouldn't just like post one thing and blast it out to 20 different social media channels at once? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, every every platform has a different personality still. And Twitter has evolved since its early stages of what I've had for lunch to today it's one of the top news broadcasting sites out there. Um, to Facebook has evolved to the college student to now savvy business owners and business executives are on and, and the w- many women, uh, which have a lot of buying power, are on Facebook. So every platform has changed and every platform has a bit of a different personality to it. And so the messaging needs to be adjusted accordingly. Speaking of the different channels, can you discuss the, the different ones that are out there? I know there are, are many, many, many more other than the, the beyond the big ones. But mm-hmm. the big ones are the ones where most businesses focus. Can you discuss the differences between them? 
Well, there's, you know, I'd say the top five, you know, you've got LinkedIn, which is really a buttoned up white collar platform for business professionals, uh, people who are typically working in corporate offices, but also freelance, freelance professionals as well. Uh, you know, so that that's a wonderful platform to be on and, and a must. And it's really coming around in 2019. It's they're they're offering a lot of new and innovative things. Um, Twitter again is is very popular with I'm going to say 30 and up age market. It is now a news service, so people are using it to deliver information about their company and their business. Um, and tying into real time, again, as we know, from the White House on down, <laughs> uh, people are using Twitter as a, as a megaphone for, for getting information out, particularly with crisis management. Um, it, it's a great tool. Uh, so, so Twitter, you know, again, is still very, very popular. A lot so of it's people more, don't think that. It's more of that immediate rush. If you need something out immediately, you use Correct. Twitter. Correct. Okay. Go to your Twitter. Yes. Facebook is primarily uh, skewing more towards women, uh, 40 and up. Uh, it's aging up very, very quickly. The senior market, 65 and up, is now discovering Twitter. I'm uh, sorry, Facebook as a way to stay in touch with their children and grandchildren. Um, but seniors are also using it now to to look at um, you know for purchasing decisions as well. Whether it's real estate, whether it's medical, whether it's um, uh, pharmaceutical, etc. So um, Facebook is still uh, still a very, very. I mean, it's the biggest. Right. platform out there. Right. Um, then we have Instagram. Instagram is aging up. It's still very popular with the teens and 20-somethings, but don't don't just think it's for that group. Uh, it's aging up very, very quickly. People 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s are now getting on Instagram. They're enjoying seeing life in real time and connecting with not only people, artists, just discovering artists, discovering chefs, discovering places to go um, by seeing the live visual feed that's coming through every day. So Instagram is very, very hot right now and something that no business should miss out on. Now, you mentioned visual with Instagram uh, and as it uh, differs from, let's say, like Twitter, where it's mostly news, mm-hmm. that really would influence which type of uh, channel you would pick if you're a business, if you don't have a lot of strong visuals or if you're more of a news type of business. Uh, does that play into what you're, into your strategy when you're uh, selecting the mix? You know, we have every one of our clients, we work with all sorts of clients from Cape Town, South Africa to Silicon Valley and with all different uh different silos of businesses and there isn't one customer that we do not have on Instagram. Okay. Um, so you can be a very serious buttoned up business, which we have and still do work with, but you can still display and, and tell your story through visuals. We have a number of royalty free platform sites that we use um, to get photos. If mm-hmm. the client isn't providing photos um, from everything from, you know, a sunrise in the morning to wishing people a, a, a great day. Um, to, you know, images of business leaders walking down the street. It just depends on, again, your industry. So I would say even if you may not be a visual, quote-unquote, business, you can still tell your story uh, through through photos, and we are in a visual storytelling environment right now. Okay. And YouTube, Pinterest, what about, mm-hmm. are they? Yeah, Pinterest is still extremely viable, particularly if you're targeting women. Uh, most of the uh, tens of millions of, uh, in fact, I think over 100 million women log into Pinterest every day, and it's primarily USA-based uh, women, and people are still, it's a very, very, very popular site. In fact, they just announced it yesterday. They're getting ready to go public. Uh-huh. Um, so you might want to think about investing in Pinterest, but <laughs> um, 
you know, it, it's still a great platform, particularly if you have products that you want to sell to women. Uh, so that that's a great, great product. And I'm sorry, what was the other one you mentioned? YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, YouTube still. Um, I've had interns here at Socially Delivered, and they use YouTube as their research tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so YouTube, again, is another platform. You know, there's a lot of platforms out there. But those are the top, was that five? I think so. <laughs> and you you need you, i mean it's it's let's say it's a necessary evil but it's a good evil in terms of these are free platforms that you can be on to reach millions of people and although you may not be seen by millions every day you're going to be seen by at least hundreds so um you know you want to you, you want to be on there and partake and yeah you want to think about video because we are going into a social video environment as well it's it's just it's just emerging now so with these different platforms, and you mentioned using stock imagery, if you're on Instagram, for instance, how much does that brand that you're working with influence the channel? How much does it influence your daily postings? Um, I'm not quite, I'm sorry, I'm not quite sure of the question. The brand, if you're, when you're thinking about branding and how you, how you approach your, your social platforms or how you approach your, your different postings, which, how do you use branding or how does the brand influence which decisions you make? Because you can't be everywhere. You know what? It's, you have to appear that you're everywhere because the marketing right now is so dissected. Right, you've got a segment of the population that may only be logging into Facebook, and you've got another segment that might be might be on YouTube. You know, you want to be all these different places, but the brand is obviously utmost important because you want to make sure that everything, no matter if it's the words that you're using or the visuals that you're using, are reflective of the company's voice. So, one of the first things we do with our clients is go over what what is the voice. You know, what is the voice that we want to convey? What are the words that we want to stay away from? What is the tone that we want to put across? And that is that is key. People connect to your brand online through its personality that's conveyed. And the personality can be fun and energetic to very serious. There's no right or wrong. It's just what is the brand voice? That has to be determined before you start. And so when you're thinking through your your postings and, and how frequently you post and how frequently you engage with uh, with your audience. Um, mm-hmm. Do you call them, are they, are you looking for fans? Are you looking for leads? How are you approaching the social media from a business standpoint? Uh, it could be all of those things. Okay. You know, um, yeah, we want proponents. We want to build fans. We want to build friendships. We want to build ambassadors. We want to build loyalty. Uh, we want to build advocates. We want to build buyers, you know, so it could be all of those things, you know, so you have to look at all those different things and, and uh, think about what are we doing to attract, maintain and continue to build loyalty and brand affinity through our postings. Really important thing about being online and you need to be posting daily is that it's helping you stay top of mind. Mm-hmm. You have to think about going on to these sites as, as I say in my books, it's a digital networking event. Are you showing up to the room daily? Are you sharing content that's interesting? Are you sharing content that's interesting to your pr- prospects, fans, partners, uh, and the audience out there in general? And again, are you showing up on a regular basis and contributing? With so many different pieces, though, you it must be hard to keep track of everything. And if you're not posting the same thing on all the different channels, are you using a social media calendar? How are you forecasting all of these different activities? 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I've always been very anti-automation. I mean, I'm hardcore about this. I've been in the social media space since 2006. And we're in 2019 right now. And I've never automated. Uh, we don't automate for our clients. And as far as calendaring goes, we do calendar in terms of themes, but we keep it very, very loose. Because one of the things that is very important about a really great social media presence is that you want to tie into real time, what's happening in real time. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, here we are, February 2019. Yesterday, it was snowing in Malibu. Right. (laughs) If we had pre-planned and pre-scheduled and pre-posted content for our clients in California, we wouldn't have been able to tie into the, the snowstorm that was happening in Malibu, California, the first time in 35 years, you know. Fair point, right. And so, and so it's really important to keep your editorial calendar very loose. Okay. Because you want to tie in. Also, yesterday, uh, you know, there was a, a, a entertainer that had died, you know, one of the singers from the monkey, the pop band, right. uh, Monkeys. And so we were able to tie into that for a lot of our clients and get them involved in the conversation that was happening on social. So I'm, I'm all for editorial calendars, but I'm also about keeping them very loosely, loosely written. Well, then how do you incorporate from a multi-channel standpoint? How do you incorporate campaigns and offers? Uh, I know, for instance, uh, millennials are very, very big on looking for coupons or things that are uh, given away, especially through mm-hmm. social media. How do you pull that in if you're still keeping it kind of flexible? Again, just to make sure that, one, we, we, we're aware of it. We're aware that we want to do it. And, um, you know, we might select, you know, just, we. I mean, it's just what we do for our clients. You know, we just go in and make sure that, oh, yeah, have we checked that off the list this week? We did post that, those coupons, so to speak. And, and we've gotten that out there as part, of our, as part of our social. But we also talked about the snowstorm yesterday, and we also tied into, you know, the monkeys, uh, you know, singer passing away. Um, we just, you know, have a checklist. You know, it really isn't that hard. As I say in my book, you just want to think about what are the key things that we want to get across, whether it's this week, this month, and have a checklist and make sure that you're doing it, but also that you're going in live each day to contribute to the conversation. Okay. Well, in in my mind, because I'm a strategic marketer, so I'm thinking through the, the overall plan and the overall goal. I'm always focused on a goal. How do you make sure that you're, or how, what is the difference between your, that goal-based posting versus uh, that general posting, that kind of fun uh, keeping within the moment? How do you kind of uh, differentiate between them? Or do you keep maintain the same voice and just kind of tweak the message just a little bit? Well, it's the latter. You definitely keep the same voice, but, um, you know, just tweak. But also you do look at, you'd look at numbers, you look at interactions. So at the end of each month, you want to look at, first of all, are we getting new followers? But more importantly, what types of new followers are we attracting? Are we attracting teenagers? Are we attracting business executives? Are we attracting women? Are we attracting our target audience? You have to go in and look at the followers. You have to look at their bios, look at their page. Are we on track? Are we attracting the right people? If we aren't, we need to change what we're saying. Okay. So that's really, really key. It's a big, big, big aspect of what we do. Right. And having that buying audience, that targeted audience in mind. And then if you're not getting the right people, then you just make those adjustments. You have to shift. Yeah. And you have to look at, um, are we getting engagement? Are we getting likes? Now that's going down across the board for everyone, just because there are so many more people online right now and so much more content that we're consuming that we can't comment on everything. But 
again, if you look at the quality of people, it's not quantity anymore. I wouldn't be concerned about numbers. But let's look at the quality of people we're attracting, who we're attracting, and those that are engaging with us. What are they saying? How are they engaging with us? That's really key. We're going to take a quick commercial break. More on social media with my guest, Jennifer Abernathy, when we come back. You are listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking to grow your business in 2019? You need CCS Innovations. We're an award-winning strategic marketing and design firm working with clients worldwide on achieving their business goals. Whether yours is a startup company or a multinational corporation, our experienced marketing team can help set you on the right path. Our services range from high-level strategies and branding programs to projects such as campaigns and websites. Need more than a single project? We can become your own outsourced marketing department. 2019 marks CCS Innovation's 10th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're offering I Think I Need Marketing listeners a 10% discount on all new projects started this year. Mention this show when you contact us. Start growing your business today by giving us a call at 703-988-7189 or visit us online at ccsinnovations.com, ccsinnovations.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to I Think I Need Marketing. If you have a question or a comment for host Bonnie Taylor, please send an email to bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. That's bonnieradio at ithinkineed.com. Now back to I Think I Need Marketing. Welcome back to I Think I Need Marketing. We're talking social media, and I have special guest Jennifer Abernathy with me. Before we took our break, we went through the various channels and little bit about postings. Um, Jennifer, if you want to continue on with that audience discussion that we started, the challenge of making sure that you're staying on track with whatever your goal is and trying to make sure that you're reaching the right audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again, you really want to look at either week, weekly or at least monthly, you know, what, first of all, look at your follower increase, look at engagement on the page. I mean, if you're not getting either of those, then you're really not doing social correctly. Uh, now, if you're just starting out in social in 2019, it's going to be a little bit slower to build that engagement just because, again, so many people are online. So if you're just starting, be very, very patient. I'd say look at three months, look three months in, because really what you want to do in the beginning is you're just building trust and loyalty. So you're showing up every day. You're posting really good, engaging content. You're posting thought leadership, if you will, about your industry, about your business. You're sharing a little bit about inside the day of the life of your business. And you're really using it as a communication tool. But after a couple months, again, these are for people who that are new in 2019. You want to start looking at what, what kind of followers are we getting? Who are we attracting? 
and really just, and, and then it's starting to work. Remember, this is a long haul game. This is not a, temp, a quick fix. So, it's, you know, long haul. When, with the different channels, are there are there opportunities within each one to look at the data? Mm-hmm. Where would they look? Each one has, they're collecting this information for you. Um, I'm sorry? The information, the, the data about your followers and your, your uh, the likes and, and such, are they, each channel, like Facebook is collecting it, LinkedIn's collecting it. Where would people go to look for this information? Well, uh, you know, on your LinkedIn, you would just go into your notifications and look at your new followers. You can click on their page and just see, you know, who they are and where they're from and what they do. I mean, it's very readily available right there. Um, same on Facebook. You can just click on the person's name and kind of go to their page and, and see a little bit about them. Do they fit within your profile customer audience? Um, it's really, really easy to tell. It's just, it's all right there. I mean, you're not going to get as specific as age, you know, because most people don't give that information or they might not give the correct information when they create <laughs> their accounts. Um, you know, so you kind of have to take that very loosely because they may not have given the correct information when they, they created their account. Um, but you can see, usually they'll have a link to their website, link to their business. They'll list what they do. Same with Twitter. You can look at the person's bio. You can look a little bit about them just to see who they are and what they do. And they also have their website listed so you can see what industry they're in. I mean, the data is all right there. Do you create reports based off of this information? Do you like start profiling who's following at different ty- and who reacts to different types of posts? We do. We do. That's a service we provide for our clients. And, um, you know, it's really good because you can kind of see, you can see the trends. Now, when you're looking at uh, starting a new business page, um, let's say like Facebook, how much does paid advertising factor in? Do you worry about that at all? For a business page on Facebook, nowadays, it's everything because, unfortunately, the business pages don't pull like they used to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his genius, at the end of the day, it it is his website. Facebook is his (laughs) website. And, um, you know, it's his business. And he has said, hey, businesses, if you want to, if you want to take part in in my page and my or my website, you got to pay for it. So the business pages, honestly, they don't get seen like they used to. And so if you really want to get seen, you got to do some paid advertising to get to get boosted. And he does make it so it does work. It does work. And it can Um, get very targeted. You can get very targeted. You can pick it all the way down to a zip code that you want to target to an age demographic to hobbies that the person does. Right. Um, We can get very, very targeted with that. Uh, Instagram ads are also good. Again, not for everybody. Um, but if you're a local sports bar or even if you're um, maybe a fashion product and you're talking you know, to women or even men, Instagram's great for that. Um, beverages, food, Instagram's great for advertising on there. So the advertising does work. But at the end of the day, I know that everyone's resources are limited. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down into the daily conversation that you're having with your followers. With the with the advertising and with promotions, how frequently are you you pushing something out? Is it like you advertise one post a week, or is it once a month? Just kind of give um, my listeners a little bit of a guideline. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I'm going to say for most of our clients, we're not doing advertising on a regular basis. Let's okay. just say it is expensive, right? Um, and for it to really do well, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to need to spend, you know, some nice, some nice money. I'm talking a minimum of 2,500 a month 
that's a lot of money for people. That is a lot. Yeah. Um, so I would say we do those ad campaigns. Let's say like we work with a lot of authors, like when it's coming up to book launch and the book's getting ready to come out, you know, we want to do it then, but we're not going to do it weekly or monthly there, you know, for the six months thereafter. Um, in a, in a, in a, in a perfect world, of course, but no, it's, it's just not going to happen. Honestly, there are so many eyeballs on social. You don't have to do it that regularly. You got to keep in mind, there are hundreds of millions of people that are logging into these platforms every day. You're going to get seen. Right. So you're talking about um, post advertising specifically, not necessarily uh, like a kind of the overall page, page advertising, like promoting the page. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about both. I'm talking okay, about both. okay, both. Okay, yeah, just both. to make sure. Yeah. You don't have to do that every day. Even posting, advertising the page. It's just you don't have to do it that regularly. Again, if you're if you're posting great content regularly, people are going to come to you. On Facebook, we like we always recommend that there's a personal page from someone in your business that we're posting business content on because those get seen. The okay. personal pages get seen. Okay, okay. Yeah. What about hashtags? Mm-hmm. I, I see uh, people post with like five, ten, sometimes more hashtags mm-hmm. in there, and it drives me up the wall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like, what well, are you- they're, they're, they're important for Instagram because people really do search Instagram via hashtags. Okay. So let's say I'm looking for um, cinnamon recipes with cinnamon. I might type in hashtag cinnamon. And I'm going to find chefs that are posting something about cinnamon or using cinnamon. So hashtags are very, very important on Instagram. And, you know, you do see people that do anything from five to, to 50. Um, but that's just the nature of being they're trying to be found. And so it's just part of it. The other thing, but there's some platforms like Facebook. And people would disagree with me on this, but as of right now, February 2019, this could change. <laughs> now, um, hashtags really don't play well on Facebook. It's Again, it's more about the one-on-one conversation. People aren't searching hashtags necessarily on Facebook. I mean, one could argue that some people are, and I'm sure some people are, but but by and large, it's really about building that, that digital relationship with people. Um, LinkedIn is starting to really push hashtags. Um, they even suggest them when you're done doing your posts. They'll suggest two or three hashtags to use. And I would say use them, but use them very moderately. Um, for example, we have a client that's in the cybersecurity space. So we always make sure we use the hashtag cybersecurity because people are starting to search on LinkedIn with hashtags. So they are becoming a bit more mainstream. Okay. And what about uh, the people who make up their own hashtags? Is this just more of the it's more of the content? It's more like adding to the story. It's not that they actually expect somebody to search on some phrase. Correct, that they put correct. Up. It's part of the personality of the brand, you know. So, um, so yesterday there were some funny ones out there, cute ones out there about um, Peter Tork of the Monkeys who right. passed away. You know, hashtag just love him. Hashtag far out. Hashtag. Just love Peter Torque, hashtag first crush, you know. Right, it's right. Like, it's allowing people to to emote their personality. And that's just part of the digital social landscape. You gotta think of these sites. This is all about mindset. You have to think about these sites as walking into a digital networking room and seeing a lot of different people with a lot of different personalities. Yeah, I love Do that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So have there been any fails or challenges that you faced and had to overcome, especially as social media has evolved over time? 
that you'd love to share? (laughs) You know, you have to think of it as, you know, there's no set rules with any of this stuff. Right. We're still in its infancy. So we have to be very lenient with ourselves in terms of mistakes. Now, a big mistake would be, um, oh, I don't know, saying something bad about a competitor. I feel that's bad. That's bad. Um, (laughs) That's just tacky in general. You just want to do that, but there are people doing it. Yeah, Um, You don't want to go on there and vent about this. And a lot of people do this. They're using it as a venting tool to vent about people, products, et cetera. Um, And again, you just want to be very careful because everything that you post – whether you have your settings set to the most private settings, it's still on the internet. It's still out there and someone can find it. Still there forever. Yeah, it's still there forever. So I, I encourage parents to tell the young kids. The other fails I'm seeing, and I, and I worry for people, that they're overposting. This is particularly on Facebook, but they're overposting for their kids. They're posting way yes. too much information about their kids. Well, wasn't there a, a kid in like Germany who sued their her, her parents because she put they put like baby photos up and she won? Yeah, yeah. Europe is changing the rules. In fact, they may have already done it, where they're making it basically illegal to post pictures of your children if they're under the age of eighteen. Yeah. Because they don't have any right or say. Because really, where we're going in the future, and I'm talking future five years. I mean, five, five, ten years, if if not sooner, is that we're going to have these smart lenses on our glasses or our contacts, and we'll be walking down the street, and we can look at someone and see their entire digital story. It's a little scary. And, <laughs> coming, and these young people that are growing up, people are going to be able to. They're going to go for an interview in ten years. And that boss is going to be able to see everything from those baby photos to hospital photos to their whole life in pictures. And I'm not so sure that that's a good thing. Yeah, I see some parents who will post about their child being depressed or having this, and I'm like, wow, that's uh, a little public. (laughs) The other thing that, yeah, that's just a huge mistake. Yeah. And people just aren't thinking it through. The other thing I worry also for adults is posting too much about your medical issues. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's personal information and and it's information, especially in, in, in the same vein, posting too much about um, political views or posting yeah. too much about any kind of personal tragedies or any. And I understand the, the culture of wanting to share and be open. And that's kind of a, a badge of honor right now. But like you said, in five, 10 years, what is that going to mean? Yeah, I, I had a colleague who shared about her having cancer. And she said she lost a lot of business to it. Yep. Because people assumed that she was sick. Right, right. And couldn't, couldn't do the job. Well, and it, and it brings up an interesting point about the personal page versus business page. And a number of people use, there's a there's an overlap, um, especially on Facebook, I see, where yeah. people will post about their businesses on their personal page, which is fine. But then it opens that door where you've taken that personal information that you've shared and now associated it with that business. Yeah. Because you've put those two together. And sharing too much now just brings it right like just you said you, you know you lose business because they think well you're you're sick you're not able to take on more work or this mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. yeah i agree i i still think that and again call me old school <laughs> <laughs> but i just think that there was a fine line and i do think for some people some of the information is going to come well we, we i read about it you know job employers go back and they look they all go in and they look 
right at your social media right right and let's face it um they and they they may not publicly say it but they might see they might be turned off by whether it's medical information whether it's mental health information whether it's political information even though they shouldn't be discriminating that way um they they might yeah they might and so got to be careful very careful and that brings up one of the favorite topics of social media, internet trolls. <laughs> do you have any, do you have any yeah. tips for dealing with that if you're a business and suddenly somebody starts attacking or something yeah. happens? Yeah, we had a client, I won't say who, but we and we, we have a client that um, is very, is very well liked and um, is an influencer on LinkedIn. And we post a lot, but there was this person always commenting on the posts every day and it was sort of always the opposite of what she said mm. but we very tactfully respond you know very tactfully very nice you know interesting thought mm-hmm, you know and just you know very tactfully respond we let it go probably a little bit too long i'm talking like four or five months and because uh, he wasn't saying anything real bad it was just he was always saying the opposite <laughs> so you're like, well that's not true what you're saying i really think and it just was a daily thing and finally, we had to end up, we, we ended up blocking the person. And I have to say, it's been so much better. <laughs> and so I'd say you have to, you know, you want to, there's always going to be people that are going to say something bad. And so I always say to brands, you know, you want to hear that and you do want to respond publicly to it. But if the person starts becoming like harassing or it just becomes a regular daily occurrence, it's time to block. Right, right. You know, but I always tell brands, because they'll say, you know, I'm kind of afraid, like real estate agents or companies that we work with, like they say, I'm kind of afraid of people are going to go in and they're going to write something negative about about me or the business. I'm saying, that's okay. Address it. Publicly address it. Right. You and, know, and, and say your side of the story or, you know, don't be defensive, but just publicly address it. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm really trying to do X, Y, and Z. But again, if it keeps happening, I would say then you want to block the person and you can do that on all the platforms you can block. There's a business that uh, I'm struggling with right now. It's not a client. It's a, it's a business I've actually purchased from and their customer service is awful Mm -hmm. and they are not responding to anything. And there have been issues. Um, There's an app associated with the issue. The app keeps breaking. Mm -hmm. They are now blocking everybody on social media they keep promoting and selling and this and and anytime anybody posts anything like you guys aren't listening <laughs> hey can you actually answer your phone right. just automatically block them it's so frustrating that's from- hurting them that's hurting them they should be addressing it publicly right. right and i'm really big into that because something happened the other day what was it and the first thing i did is i went to twitter to see how they were addressing it and I don't know if it was a food poisoning issue at some national chain or like food product or something, but I went and the company was not addressing it at all. And that's right. such a huge mistake. Right, right. You know, so you, you have to, you have to, you know, communicate with the trolls at first. But again, if it's a daily harassment from them, block. Right. Is that, is stay professional, stay honest and, and uh, concerned about their, their interests and their needs. And, and you go, it goes a long way toward building that relationship and building that trust, like you said. It does. And people will see that you're trying. Right. And most people, by and large, can tell who the trolls are. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. But yeah, they, they are out there. They are out there. <laughs> well, this has been great. Unfortunately, we are up against the clock. Uh, okay. I wish I could continue on this discussion. Maybe uh, come back later on for yeah. another episode. 
But before we leave, will you give people a way to contact you if they want to learn more about you or your business? Sure. Yeah, they could they could email me at jennifer at sociallydelivered.com. That's delivered with the E D on the end. Or just go to our website, sociallydelivered.com, and my number is on there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time. This has been wonderful, and you've given us a lot of information about social media, one of the biggest topics in marketing right now. Yes. (laughs) It's a a biggie. This has been I Think I Need Marketing. I am Bonnie Taylor. If you need to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear from you. Send in your questions. My email address is Bonnie Radio. That's B-O-N-N-I-E, radio, at ithinkineed.com. See you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to I Think I Need Marketing. Be sure to join Bonnie Taylor for another episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week, think of what you could be doing differently in your marketing program. 